Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Prophet Muhammad, da'wah to Allah. By Shaykh Abdul Khaliq al-Sharif. Commanding his Prophet Almighty Allah says, Arise and warn. And your Lord do you glorify. Al-Muddathir 74 verses 2 and 3. On the spot, the Messenger of Allah, peace and a blessing be upon him, called his wife Khadija saying, O Khadija, from now on there is no time for sleep. He then embarked on his call to monotheism. As a response to the divine command, and admonish your nearest kinsman, Ashura 26 verse 214, Prophet Muhammad ascended the mount of As-Safa and started to call out his people. He called them to accept Islam, and then he said to his daughter, O Fatima, exert yourself in doing good, for I have no power to save you from hellfire on the day of judgment. Then Almighty Allah revealed, Therefore expound openly what you are commanded, and turn away from the polytheist. Al-Hijr, chapter 15, 94. And keep yourself content with those who call on their Lord morning and evening. Al-Kahf, 18:28. Afterwards, the Almighty Creator revealed, Say, O men, I am sent unto you all as the Messenger of Allah to whom belongs the dominion of the heavens and the earth. There is no God but Him. He gives life and causes death. So believe in Allah and His Messenger, the Allah Prophet, who believes in Allah and His words, and follow Him that you may be guided. Al-Araf 7:158. Like all the previous Prophets, Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, tried to found a believing nation from amongst the disbelieving society whose people worshipped idols instead of the Creator. He followed the way that Almighty Allah made clear to him as follows. One, the Prophet, peace and a blessing be upon him, assured his people that what he was calling to was only the truth, and what others called to was falsehood, and that the Qur'an is an all-embracing law. Almighty Allah says, So put your trust in Allah, indeed you are on the path of manifest truth. And Naml 2779. Two, he also taught them that as long as they are adherents of the truth and bearer of the divine guidance, they must guide mankind to this way as well. In the Noble Qur'an, Almighty Allah says, and strive in his cause as you ought to strive. He has chosen you and has imposed no difficulties on you in religion. Al-Hajj 22 verse 78. You are the best nation ever produced for mankind. Ali Imran 3 110. 3. He, moreover, stressed that as long as they follow the truth, Allah will always grant them help, support, guidance, and victory, especially when people forsake them. Almighty Allah says, Allah will certainly aid those who aid Him or His cause. Verily, Allah is full of strength, exalted in might. Al-Hajj 22:40. Allah has decreed, I will surely overcome I and my messengers. Verily, Allah is powerful and exalted in might. Al-Mujadala 58:21. As a result, people understood Islam as a creed, sharia, and divine message sent down to save all humanity. It is a universal religion that contains matters of creed, morals, worship, and transactions. It frees people from slavery to any created being, disciplines their souls, and reminds humanity of the Day of Judgment. The Immigration to Abyssinia when the persecution of Muslims at the hands of Quraysh started to intensify unbearably, the messenger ordered them to migrate to Abyssinia. 
Prophet Muhammad knew that the king of Abyssinia was a just ruler. Uthman bin Affan and his wife, Ruqayya, the prophet's daughter, migrated to Abyssinia along with a group of 12 men and 5 women. Yet, they did not like to live there. Upon receiving information that most of the Quraysh had embraced Islam, they decided to return to Mecca, but this news turned out to be false. The Quraysh's persecution grew even more intense among those who persecuted Muslims were Abu Jahl, Abu Lahab bin Abdul Muttalib and his wife Um Jamil, Uqba bin uh, Abu Mu'it and Al-As bin Wa'il al-Sahmi and Al-Walid bin Al-Mughira. Then the Messenger of Allah permitted his companions to migrate to Abyssinia for a second time. Consequently, 83 men and 19 women made immigration headed by Ja'far bin Abi Talib and his uh, wife Asma bint Umais. They stayed in Abyssinia for 10 years, preferring to live under the protection of that just ruler. 83 men and 19 women. The conversion of Hamza and Umar to Islam. After six years into the Prophet's mission, Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib and Umar bin Khattab embraced Islam. Umar bin Khattab asked permission from the Prophet to make the Muslims proclaim their religion publicly. Then came a revelation commanding the messenger to proclaim the mission openly. On the spot, Muslims went out in two rows, Hamza leading one row and Umar leading the other, and they circumambulated the Kaaba. This made Quraysh more resentful. Negotiations. Quraysh negotiated with Abu Talib to hand his nephew over to them so they could kill him. They also offered the messenger of Allah money, woman, medicine, and authority on one condition that he stop his call. But the prophets, peace be peace and a blessing be upon him, refused. In this context, the noble Quran unequivocally announced, So, O you who reject faith, I do not worship what you worship. Al-Kafirun 109 uh, verses 1 and 2. The Prophet's uncle Abu Talib protected him, while Abu Lahab and his wife tried many times to kill him. But Jibreel was there to protect him in accordance with Allah's command, the boycott. The people of Quraysh decided unanimously to boycott the messenger of Allah's companions and all those who sympathized with them. They determined not to have any business dealings or marriage relationship with them until they perish or hand the Prophet over to them to be killed. They wrote this down as a formal boycott. Abu Talib, on the other hand, called on Banu Hashim and Banu Al-Muttalib to support Muhammad, peace and blessing be upon him. All of them agreed except Abu Lahab and his wife. Hence, the Prophet, his companions, and their supporters stayed in Abu Talib, Shi'ab, mountain pass for three years. They were starving and thirsty and ate grass. However, they never stopped calling people to Islam. As the situation continued, Quraysh divided into two groups as to whether the boycott should end. A group of them did actually plan to repeal the boycott. At the end of that year, the Prophet and his companions left the Shi'ab. The year of grief. After 10 years into the Prophet's mission, Abu Talib passed away. Only after three days of the latter's death, Khadija died. This caused great grief to the Prophet, peace and blessing be upon him. Now that his uncle was dead, Quraysh started again its bad treatment towards the Prophet to the extent that they sprinkled sand on his face and put the amnion of camels on his back while he was prostrating at the Kaaba. The journey to Taif, faced with the rejection of Meccans, Prophet Muhammad went out to Taif and stayed there for a month with the aim of proclaiming his message. He called the people of Thaqif to believe in Allah, but they refused his call and ordered their foolish ones to hurt him. 
Afterwards, the Prophet, peace and blessing be upon him, met someone called Adas who kissed his hands and feet as he got acquainted with his mission. On his way back to Mecca, a company of jinn listened to him and believed in him, as revealed in the noble Quran. Then he entered Mecca under the protection of Al-Mut'im bin Adi. Alhamdulillah.